0: Hello, and welcome back to episode seven of Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry, agency owner, business coach, small business cheerleader, and now podcaster. Welcome to Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry, agency owner, e-com coach, small business cheerleader, and Facebook ads super geek. This podcast is full of real-life advice from pulling back the curtains on my agency, seeing firsthand what's working right now in the world of ads. I'll be bringing you interviews from econ brands that are smashing it right now and hearing from the brains behind them how you can too. Full of practical advice, actionable tips, and straight-talking, no-nonsense help to improve your e-com store, your bottom line, and just maybe your life stick around and let me show you how. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you find your podcasts and if you enjoy the episode please do leave a review as it helps others find us. Thanks for listening and now on with the show. Welcome back to Ads for Success podcast with me, Amanda Perry. I am delighted today to be joined by the two rascals from Story Studio, Mel and Emily. Welcome, girls. Hello. Good morning. It's very early for you two, isn't it? <laughs> Extremely <laughs> early. <laughs> How are you both doing today? Um,
1: well, actually quite well, despite being mildly hungover.
0: Yeah, well, no, we're good. So you, <laughs> you wouldn't be you if you weren't slightly hungover. How's the weather in Barcelona? It's actually
2: quite great. Yeah. It, oh, is it? Yeah, we're quite thankful for that at the moment, though, because we didn't have to have the aircon on
0: all night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> first world problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I know you're mega busy looking at your Instagram, your just like here there and everywhere and crazy crazy busy so I really appreciate your time I just thought it'd be really cool to get you on and talk about how you're kind of doing stuff differently and particularly I know it's the the name of the the studio but particularly the storytelling aspects of everything you do so do you want to kick off by introducing yourselves please? Yeah
1: sure well um I'm Emily and I founded Stories with Melissa and um, Basically, the name came from the fact that I did illustration at university and wanted to do something that was like still storytelling, but like more of a modern version of things. And
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm Melissa. I um, worked in marketing for a fashion brand when me and Emily moved out to Ibiza um, because they were based over there. And yeah, we both just decided
0: that, okay, we Let's can do, do this. this together. <laughs> nice the dream so how did you how did you guys actually meet cuz i know emily from um from sheffield but where where are you from mel
2: um i'm from stoke on trent originally
0: oh uh, okay and so how did you guys meet how did you end up moving to Ibiza together
1: so we actually went to university together and we found um, a house and melissa completely was, separate courses yeah melissa was doing business and marketing an yes. accountant too? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's quite good. <laughs> Thank you. And then um, I was doing visual communication. Um we met through a mutual friend. Yeah. And even at uni we were kind of like helping each other with projects and stuff. I was
2: making your like dissertation look pretty. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because we were both really interested in what the other person was doing, although I was doing the business side of things. I also really loved the creative side. And you are the same, aren't you? You were getting yeah. quite involved in the the business elements of it too. So it's quite interesting now to look back at university okay. because
1: we were kind of always doing it.
2: Yeah, because we went, yeah. went our separate ways after university. We went back to our hometowns and got jobs and boyfriends and um, <laughs> yeah, 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 managed to stay in touch. But it's crazy to look back and think about the things that we were doing at university and how it kind of. Was
1: always there, but yeah. we never ever actually thought to work together, which was crazy. It was more like it just happened very organically. Well, I moved out to Ibiza with Melissa. <laughs>
2: we we had a breakup yeah basically we
0: both (laughs) our boyfriends and was like let's move to Ibiza (laughs) perfect storm yeah but it but it actually is the perfect storm isn't it if Melissa if you've got like the business and accountancy side and Emily and I've done some like branding work with you before I know you're an absolute genius so it's like you've got that you know you both bring those complementary sides of the business together don't you
1: yeah I mean it happened actually very naturally and I think that's the reason why it does work because we don't overstep really on yeah. each other's things like we offer for advice but we're very kind of like that's yours that's mine and I don't feel like I ever have to worry about anything on that side of
2: things and yeah. so I think vice versa. It's complete trust. I think the whole how it started just really literally like Em said very organically that's sort of what we've kept going throughout the whole thing we've just let things develop and flow very naturally which I think hopefully it
0: comes (laughs) again yeah I think that's such a thing now isn't it I think the days of like have you got your business plan and I need to see your executive summary and your cash flow obviously those things need to be in place there needs to be some kind of loose you know cash flow forecast obviously is a different thing altogether but in terms of your business plan people really aren't sitting down writing these documents that just sit in filing cabinets anymore are they
1: No, I mean, I think our business plan was kind of, we were walked down to the harbour in Ibiza. <laughs> on,
0: on a hangover, of course. And of course. With it. a bottle of tequila.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were set looking at the yachts and I think it was along the lines of, I want a yacht.
2: Yeah, and we, we're not going
1: to get a yacht working for someone else.
2: <laughs> yeah, one of the main things that we always do is if we are feeling challenged by something, we'll read quotes, we'll scroll through Pinterest. So we went down to the yachts um, and we were just like, "Okay, how do we get a yacht? That's not going to happen if we keep doing what we're doing. So we need to really do (laughs) something here.
0: I love it. That's so true, though, isn't it? What what better inspiration than something that you want and you don't have? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything that we've done has been kind of quite, I don't know what the word is for it, but like with the the first project that we worked on together was like um, a jewellery thing. So we thought it'd be a really good idea to do jewellery photography because we had such a nice backdrop in the castle. Yeah. So we in live-
0: the <laughs> castle, <We don't- laughs> set the scene, Emily. Come on, you're a storyteller. <laughs> you were you were actually living in a castle as well, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. we
2: lived inside the castle of Dolphian. That I is the said that
0: wrong. <laughs> only way that
2: I could get Emily to move to Ibiza with me. There will be a castle. You will be a real life princess.
0: <laughs> but this, but this yeah. is the thing. This is what you've done from the beginning, isn't it? You've never like most people go let's go to Ibiza for a, a summer and do a bit of work and they'd find you know like a hundred euro a week place in like some you know the outback somewhere but you guys were having none of that. No
1: I mean I think with <laughs> important to stress we made ourselves so broke yeah like we spent every single last penny we did on like a deposit and but we just thought if like we live beautifully we'll be able to create beautiful content like it's going to feel more special and I think that's what we did as well when we moved to Barcelona we were like we're going
2: to get an amazing apartment because I'm will be stressed to kind of keep up there yeah a lot of good things have come from our, us from putting ourselves in that situation I think when I look back I just feel like there must have been like a blind faith like a gut feeling that something was going to come from it because I think I'm a relatively sensible person. Emily's looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, I'm definitely the not sensible person. I'm just like, okay. But whatever. for me to go to Ibiza and then ring my parents and say, okay, I've quit this job, which I've, I loved, and I'm going to do this, and they're like, okay. <laughs> I think yeah. they also knew that you girls need to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's there's, you know, there's the whole mindset thing, isn't there, about putting yourself in that position where it's like balls to the wall, isn't it? Like this has to work because we have to pay our rent. How are we going to? I'm not a fan of the whole like hustle and grind thing, but it is that, isn't it? We have to work to pay our rent and to live and to buy tequila and, you know. Buy tequila, basically.
1: But no, I think there is something to that, I think. We'd never kind of enjoyed life so much, really, as yeah. when we moved to Ibiza and we started going to all these like really nice restaurants. And we were thinking, we don't want to be like, no, we can't afford to keep on doing that. We were like, we just need to learn how to like use our talents to make enough money so we can consistently live the lifestyle that we want to. Yeah. So the main was always like to have a lot of fun, <laughs> and I think that's why we have always like being pretty relentless to be honest like even on a hangover like we'll get up we'll work until god knows what time like when we were pulling like proposals together we used to sit in this bar like just outside the castle wall that was
2: bar not spa (laughs) (laughs) no
0: i gathered it was bar (laughs) i just assumed bar
1: we do like spas though too yeah Yeah, (laughs) and on the whole like team like uh, the waiters and stuff like they'd be like come on bring it yeah they were bringing us to yeah they were, were like you can do it we're always like so doing this deadline from there and it was just kind of built around this kind of like energy that we were like we need to make something of ourselves because when I was like I'm going to quit my job because I already had quite a good job and it was my dream job mm. everyone was like no don't do it don't move to Ibiza and try and start up a company that's not gonna work like you're just gonna be crazy mm. So I think it was, like, really important to me to be, like, no,
2: I can go and do both of those things. Yeah, and that link yeah. what you were saying about um, the jewellery and just sort of being relentless. And, like, we w- wanted to work <clears throat> sorry, a jewellery brand. And yeah. um, we didn't have a portfolio at that point. We just had, obviously, the photographs that we would go out and take that weekend. <clears throat> so we went to um, Manga <laughs> and we we didn't have much money at all and we spent probably the rest of our money yeah the last that we had on (laughs) um jewelry was about and then we drank wine um
0: (laughs) and spent the rest of the money on wine (laughs) yeah
2: and then we just did a shoot um within the castle and we just did the best photos. of our life yeah
0: i love it and
2: then we just sent it out to every single
1: jewelry brand (laughs) in england
2: (laughs) You
0: yeah, probably heard from us if you're Joey Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Like, oh those are the girls. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's such a such a great attitude, isn't it? And I think you two embody that I really hate the idea of like work-life balance, because to me, my life is just just work but not in a like I'm just working all the time it's just I make it work for me like I work Mm. I work when I need to work and some days that's 16 hours and some days that's four hours you know so sounds like you have a very similar attitude
1: yeah for sure I mean I think one of the biggest things for us is like purpose like we feel like because the work that we're doing is like quite important that we're often working with like female founders on like the business strategies or like the content or even the websites which is quite like technical stuff it's like you wake up and you've got that sense of purpose you already know what you're supposed to be doing like and we know where we want to go next so it doesn't feel like we're just kind of like slogging along all day it feels like interesting because it's like we get into that next place and
2: we're very much involved yeah
1: and I think now we have a team and they're amazing it's like wanting to like bring everyone together and do more things it just feels like exciting
2: yeah when we talk as well
1: like I can remember like going on holiday before and like having really nice holidays but like sometimes being laid down and kind of thinking like should I be like enjoying being relaxed and laid here like I think I'm quite a naturally person who does enjoy to like have something to be doing like that's when I feel happiest when I'm like making something I saw this quote actually from one of my favorites <laughs> it would only a matter of time <laughs> magic, which actually I highly recommend reading so yes. I
0: think it's fantastic But what was that Emily big magic yeah like literally
1: yeah. that's why I listened to you quite a lot actually before I did quit my job um but there's this quote and I'm probably going to say it wrong because I've not got it written down but it's something like if I'm not actively
2: creating something I'm actively destroying something <laughs> that's how I feel about my life <laughs> very very accurate for Emily
0: <laughs> I love that book I love where she said talks about talks about holding things lightly like not getting weighed down by life and you have to just hold things lightly and enjoy them and yeah be creative it's a great book isn't it
1: yeah it's so good and I think that is the main thing about like I think business is doing well. It's like you just can't focus on the little things that go wrong because like a lot has they actually gone wrong. Yeah, and it, it will. It's, it's your attitude. To like listen. now we have this like unwavering kind of like something's gone wrong, and it's just like next.
2: Yeah, Literally,
1: yeah. Whatever. It's just like we
2: try just to not acknowledge. Yeah, anything. there's like <laughs> it was for example we were going to we were going on a work trip to Italy. Yeah. And we had just the most disastrous morning. And I can remember there was a moment and the taxi was waiting for us outside. The whole case just completely broke, didn't it? Everything. <laughs> All of the kind of stuff that we would want to shoot, like we had it was just mayhem. And we just looked at each other and we were like, it was silent. It yeah, was- no one said anything. I just literally lifted the bed up. Mel got like three
1: little suitcases <laughs> out and we were just like decanting it and like Oh
0: my dead. gosh. And
1: then until we got into the car we just looked at each other and we're like Okay, that was would- so much money, on because we had to Actual put this case. one big case that we'd got into three different cases, and we had so many bags, and we just looked mental. But we were like, "We're
2: gonna get, just gotta got get there." Yeah. Got- oh God, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> yes,
0: that is my that is my life. Saying whatever you're trying to achieve, just put one foot in front of the other, and you'll get there, won't you?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, eventually. This- there's been
0: many. <laughs> yes. many we've about. all we've all had those moments, haven't we? So, so you guys, part of your kind of um, running theme is is travel. You've mentioned it a few times. Abitha, now you're in Barcelona. You you do regular kind of work trips and fun trips. How do you decide? Well, I guess I guess the whole brand has been built around being able to work from anywhere, hasn't it? And and having to work from somewhere beautiful. So how do you decide where to work and how do you how do you make that work for you? Like, do you miss home? Do you, you know, how how does that work?
2: Um, I mean, I think, yeah, the travel side of things, obviously, because of us starting in Ibiza, it kind of set the tone for. This, yeah it was a creative place like we it's easy for us to shoot
1: I was gonna say I think travel is actually what made yeah. us good at what we did because before I moved to Ibiza I didn't actually have like a proper camera I just used to shoot everything on my iPhone and then the day before I went I was like I'm gonna have to get like a camera now and I got like a really basic like 300 pound Canon. but like I feel like if I wouldn't have been moving to Ibiza, then I wouldn't have felt like I needed to get a proper camera because Mm. I didn't have anything that I really wanted to capture. Mm. So it was almost like having the surroundings made me think that I had to kind of get good at photography. And that was never going to be one of story services. It was always going to be like I was a graphic designer and Mm. I was just going to offer branding. But then it very quickly, when we started taking photos in Ibiza and we're doing like our picnics in the evening and stuff, people started to contact us to be like, can you take photos? So it wasn't, I don't think if I wouldn't have lived somewhere that was so beautiful, I never would have been like, oh, I want to go and like make this big picnic in the evening and photograph it because it just wouldn't have been enough of a thing.
0: I mean, yeah, it's not quite the same at the River Don, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: crazy because everyone kind of said, "Don't go and do that," because it's going to be so difficult to do something in a different country. But being in a different country was the thing that made everything work. Because yeah, that's when people started to contact us, and then like our good friend Audrey she messaged us to say like I love your Ibiza content and then ended up coming to stay with us and
2: yeah we just brands contacted us yeah because we just fell in love with documenting everything in in our day to day life like Instagram stories even just as simple as that not even the professional photographs that we were taking people Mm -hmm. kind of got interested in the story we had like messages to say like you girls are just like loving life and which was super sweet and I guess just sort of yeah. made us realize that we needed to be somewhere that was fun and inspiring and
1: and the people that you meet as well yeah like it's very different like people there's quite a nice community in Ibiza like people like recommend you to a different person and we already knew a few people on the island because you were like managing fashion shoots there for a mm-hmm. dancing leopard and yeah so yeah what can I guess our first kind of big job night be us was when we did Bellucci Wines summer campaign and we like styled all these picnics on the beach. But we did what did we we had to get up at like five or six in the morning, didn't we, to like shoot it all? Yeah, before it got too hot, before it got too hot, and before people got there. So I guess it's this thing that everything kind of looks so. Perfect, idyllic, and perfect. (laughs) Behind the scenes, we're just like, oh, we
2: looked crazy. Yeah, (laughs) even for us, popping. But this is this is
0: this is the thing, isn't it? I remember talking to someone ages ago, and I was like. You know why have they got loads of Instagram followers and I haven't? And then you'd be in a restaurant or a coffee shop or something, and someone would be stood on a chair taking a picture of the <laughs> food, like holding a light. And I think that's why. Like they're prepared to look like a dick, and I, I'm just oh not doing God. that. You know, yeah. I've looked like a dick. We've just <laughs> got to
2: the point now where it's like we look crazy. We are crazy. It's just like a an yeah, acceptance between us and the world. Where we- <laughs>
1: I think that one of the first times we were meeting for Bellucci in a restaurant because they wanted like um they were wearing bottles by the sea with like lobsters and all the stuff I was stood like on a chair in the middle of this restaurant in Ibiza which was very busy and there was these guys next to us that were like on a stag do and my dress was like completely see-through and I was like (laughs) I was, in was your like, leg because the
2: chair was yeah, so
1: was awesome. <laughs> And they were like videoing me taking the pictures and I was just oh, like no. say
0: like you no. Know, I was so <laughs> red <in my> face. <laughs> But this is it, isn't it? It's survival like but I always say business is survival of the fittest and you guys doing that is what, you know, what makes the stories that you tell have such impact. If you weren't if you went short of like making yourselves look a bit stupid to get that shot, you wouldn't be where you are now, would you?
1: No, that just reminds me of like when we were shooting that kimono at the top of the castle, and it was like it just like
2: blew off, and you were just <laughs> naked. It was like a tour. It was <laughs> it was a really it was a neon um, dress as well, and it was completely fear And I I was I had nothing on underneath. <laughs> <laughs> just just trying to get the show because it looked bad. The things underneath I wasn't just being weird, um, and yeah. There was a really strong wind because at the top of the castle, and there was a tour of about seventy people who came around the corner, (laughs) and I was just there, fully naked. I was trying to. You did not help. I was trying to get like help, but I was laughing so much. I was like, I was
0: like, I I feel like I feel like we're getting closer to the reason why you need to drink so much tequila.
2: Yeah, it all makes (laughs) sense now. We've
0: been through a lot. It's been an emotional time. Okay, so one of the things that I know, like businesses that I talk to, one of the things they struggle most with is consistency. You guys are so consistent with your content, like both in terms of quality and quantity, as in your output. How do you manage to do it and how important do you think it's been like that – that um the level of output you know your stories are always your instagram stories are always full you're always posting consistently and it's it's so consistent in the quality how how do you achieve it like how do you um plan it and prioritize it and how important do you think it's been in your um growth um,
1: i think yeah our content is the only reason that we have stories because all of our inquiries come through Instagram or word of mouth more now but Mm. it's quite funny because I went to this talk. it was a creative mornings thing in Sheffield actually Um, and I think the speaker was Felicity Hoy Um, Um, and she was talking about being like your true self and like doing what you've always done and the way that you can think that is when you think back to like what you did when you were a child. And when I look back from, like, childhood videos, I was literally grabbing, like, the video camera off my dad, like, walking around, like, wherever we're staying and being like, this is my room, this is the bathroom, this is this, this is that. Get out am my video, you're ruining it for me. I like, like, really? trying to, like, direct my family to <laughs> the perfect family video that they were all getting in the way of. <laughs> and like, to be honest, it feels so natural. It's never like, oh let's pick up the camera and do this like I think just is because there's things around us to document and it feels exciting it feels like oh we want to share this Mm -hmm. in terms of stories I I don't even think about it and just like blah 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 everyone's probably sick of us yeah (laughs) in terms of the content which actually gets posted on the grid that is just like difficult um because a lot of the projects that we do, we can't share straight away. Yeah. With brand strategy projects, or they're people who are in the early stages and they want to be the first people to release the work. So there's so much branding that we do that I feel like is our best work that nobody has
2: seen. But and photography, though, and photography, I mean, we can yeah. share sneak peeks, but obviously brands' content is their own. So of course, no, yeah. We can share it. So a lot of it
1: is having to find the time, but we know how important it is to create content to post. And obviously some of it's like behind the scenes stuff and it's paid work. And <clears> now <throat> we're getting to more of the because we're really young. Know, we've been doing it for like a year. So the project so that we will do. It's our anniversary. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, uh, happy
0: anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. December <this> <laughs> September. You.
2: Yeah, that's uh, excited!
0: On. My God, has it only been a year?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we knew wow.
0: Beginning of the summer but
1: it was only in august that we like started doing it together and, like,
0: yeah like
1: first of september like it's time
0: wow <laughs> that's insane that is incredible so mel you had a bit of a following already. i know you had a you am i right in saying that you had a slightly yeah. bigger following than mm-hmm. emily
2: um yeah so my background is in marketing and when I was actually at university when the year that me and Emily lived together I am fashion obsessed um and I was like always taking pictures of what I was wearing I was like okay I want to start a blog I had no idea what a blog was I was like (laughs) this is what I'm going to do I'm going to take a picture on my iPhone upload it and write about it um so yeah for the couple of years after university I was um, blogging mainly and working with a couple of brands um, before I got my job in marketing um, for the other fashion brands. So I guess that kind of helped me build a little bit of a following in that area. And then when I moved out to Ibiza, it kind of grew a little bit more because me and Emily were getting more professional with our photos. Emily became the best photographer. <laughs> my mum was really good at this gonna shout out my mum should iPhone pictures on was a good start. and um, but yeah that's how it grew. So it was very it was quite natural, really. I didn't really intend for Yeah. Nothing, but it's definitely
1: I think it was just in a touch on that. I think sometimes people say to us like are you influencers? I'm yeah, like it's, No, we're not not that there's anything wrong with being an influencer but our focus isn't to work with brands, for brands, on quite a strategic level and work on campaigns and stuff rather than just celebrating our own kind of profiles. Yeah, It is intertwined, but it's definitely
2: not like what we on. Now I think what we found as well, like the people who do follow us and stories are all really like similar people, like same interests, like the connections that have been able to happen through those different followings have been really good as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think it is really interesting and it's it's kind of hard to separate the two, isn't it? I think we think if people have got... a a significant following like they're not a huge following you know it's not like hundreds of thousands but if you've got a significant following I think people automatically think if you're posting about a brand then you're an influencer but there are different ways of doing that aren't there that's 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 your business (laughs) that's how you work
1: yeah for sure and I think it is really really important as well with like followings now is you can have like a following of like a hundred thousand people but people can just be like watching you and not really kind of like interacting or like forming a connection and stories following has grown organically really fast but the amount of like interaction that we get and like emails and inquiries off the back of our Instagram despite it being like under 20k is crazy yeah
0: um, I totally agree. We we only, in the agency, we only work with micro-influencers now. We won't work with anyone over... Well, I'm, I say anyone. We will work with, like, some, but we tend to find the micro-influencers, the, like, under 20K, they're the ones with the really engaged, really kind of laser-focused um, audiences, aren't they?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think the amount of, like, even if you had like a hundred people following you that really believe that they want to work with you or they're kind of like in the infancy of like thinking they want to form a business and they follow along for a while. That is huge. Yeah. But like over, so it's, yeah, I think the numbers really need to kind of... Yeah, look, Leona, look.
0: Le- I had Leona on a couple of episodes ago and she was saying, she uh, Leona from Indie Roller and she was saying, she says to her group, that if you, like, they'll say, oh, I've only got a thousand people on Instagram. And she'll say, think of a thousand people in a room. Like, that's yeah. a lot of people. It's, if they're the right people and they're there to watch you and cheer you on and buy from you and support you, that's, that's a lot of people.
1: Yeah,
0: it is a
2: lot
0: of people. So you've got like 20 times that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Let's invite them all around. Um, So, okay, so in simple terms, I don't know how simple we can make this, but in -hmm. simple terms, what is the process for you of like developing a brand for, for today's online business, which is quite different to what it was kind of five years ago whatever what are the important elements that that people should absolutely nail well I
1: think it's a really good question actually because I think branding has changed so much like one like five years ago when I was like interning in agencies in London like there wasn't this kind of concept maybe there was but it wasn't really pushed of the being a social first brand and I would say like if you think about traditionally your logo would have so much importance because it's on the front of your shop it's what people see like that's your brand whereas now if you're being discovered online you're often being discovered on your Instagram so it's like your grid of like your top nine photos Mm -hmm. probably more like it's a portfolio it's yeah more than this tiny little circle is not to say that logos aren't important because Mm -hmm. (laughs) they Mm -hmm. really really are but I think it's brand behavior and uh, that's what people sometimes like miss out on now it's like they think they can just look good and it's gonna be okay and it's like no your brand needs it needs to be alive it needs to consistently behave in a way it needs to say the right things it needs to like post the right things it needs to it needs it's like a human and we like refer to like branding as matchmaking. So it's like once you've defined who your audience is, you need to look the way that they want to look. You need to sound the way like you need to be relevant and interesting to them. So it there's so many things, but the main thing is that it all sticks together. Like if someone looks really good but then they're like a horrible person, it doesn't work. So I'd say the most important thing is there needs to be a consistency. So there needs to be a strategy and everybody who works for that brand needs to be on board with it and understand it. And I think that's why things like brand guidelines, they're super important Mm. because it just kind of, it needs to feed through everything that you do.
0: I think that's really interesting. And I know you work with... um... A lot of so we we like to work with like founder led businesses. I know you do too. You work particularly with female founder led, don't you? But yeah. I find that this kind of stuff is so much easier to. I find when you work with people who have you know the bigger company where there's like there's like boards and CEOs and stuff this this stuff becomes stuff that oh we should do this or we should be seen to do this whereas when it's like founder-led it's it comes from a much more authentic place doesn't it
2: yeah I think as well from our perspective like it's being open like you might enter the process thinking okay this is what needs to happen similar to what we said about business plans it's like need to do this 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 and then I launch and everything's okay I'm in the world I'm a successful business it's being fluid and open to one thing's going wrong, delays because that always happens, and being able to take advice, I guess, on yeah. if something does need to change, being open and accepting to that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just totally I thought,
1: agree. This might sound like a bit of a crazy, weird analogy, so you may delete this after. Basically, I was thinking about this the other night when I trained to do like illustration i did quite a lot of life drawing and and i wasn't very good at it at the beginning like there was someone sat in front of me and they said like look at the light look at the shadows and i just kept drawing in my head what a body looks like to me rather than the person in front Mm. which was a different shape because i already had these preconceived ideas in my head of like what an arm should look like what a stomach should look like what a leg should look like whereas like the process of doing something like life drawing is to um stop looking at what you've already got in your head and look for the light look for the shadows and that's how you build like the reality and I was thinking I was actually had a branding meeting yesterday and this
2: it was actually a guy not a female founder oh really we were, wow we were branching out <laughs> we we're branching out yeah <laughs>
0: we're <We'll laughs> okay. letting the men in
1: <laughs> and we collect view. yeah <laughs> And we were talking about his brand and the way that it was perceived. And I was seeing like a completely different thing to what he was saying. And he was like, yeah, but this is because of this. And I, and that's why it's the way it is. And I was like, yeah, but it looks really bad. And it made me think, this guy, he already knows how all these things look to him. And like, he, he's he got these ideas, mm. but he can't see in reality, how it's being translated. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a super difficult thing when you have a brand to take yourself outside the brand and not look at things through these preconceived ideas, which you already believe and you've shaped, and you think everybody else should be able to understand them the way you do. But actually, from someone looking at it from an outside point of view, they can't see. <laughs> what you're seeing at all yeah so I think you need to really and this is one of the questions sometimes I say if someone's like no I, I'm not sure whether I like that i not it doesn't really happen very often <laughs> but um it's like yeah but is it right for your audience would your will your customer be able to understand what you're doing and I think that's a really important thing it's like We're not actually trying to just be like, branding is like a pretty face. It's gonna look great. Yeah, it absolutely should look great. But at the end of the day, it should be communicating something. And that's what we're trying to build in a bit more. Like, it's almost like, it's like information kind of architecture. So it's like, what's really important that you need to communicate about your brand? Is it that it's really like high level premium? and it's got all these different characteristics that has to come across in your brand and your presence when you're not in the room yeah and like what branding essentially should be for me it
2: speaks for you when you're not there
0: yeah totally it's like, It's it's like it's that promise that you're making isn't it
2: yeah and I think that's also why it's worked so well for us although we didn't intend for it to go this way but being full service now and having the so once we've done the branding for our clients, it's like, OK, well, can you help with this? And it's like being able to continue mm. that message through other aspects, whether that's the copy on your Instagram posts, your photography, how things are styled. It all ties together. And so often people will try and take on an element of that when they should be outsourcing, outsourcing it. it. And, it just and, it, and it's, it's dangerous for a yeah. brand. like it can, it can have huge impact, so.
0: I agree. Yeah, do- I agree. And I, th- I think that again, comes back to that survival of the fittest thing, doesn't it? Where mm-hmm. <clears throat> I speak to people a lot, but they're like, oh, I just can't really afford to outsource this thing. But they're not really taking into account the, the kind of opportunity loss, you know, what's it going to cost if you don't outsource it?
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah, good design is
2: expensive, but bad design is a lot exactly. more. Expensive. Exactly. Exactly. Another quote that you just dropped in there,
0: Emily. Emily and her quotes. Okay, Brill, Well, I um I have one little question to drop in. So I put it out on Instagram that I was speaking to you guys, and I had a few questions. So I had to pick the best one because we are running out of time. Um, uh, and it was. What would you both tell your twenty seventeen selves?
1: Ooh, oh my god, it's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you think
0: back. Think back to twenty. I mean, it wasn't even that long ago, but it was like just before. You know, it was a year before this all kicked off, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, honestly, it would be. This is so cheesy, but to really follow your heart, because yeah, so many people were like telling me don't do that like it's not safe and I think like people who love you and care for you they really want you to be safe and okay Mm -hmm. so when you say you're going to do things which makes them think that you're not going to be safe Mm -hmm. and okay they automatically go to yeah but like save more money and do this and then do it when it feels right and honestly if I'd saved any money I wouldn't have been like so scared to Mm -hmm. make things work in the first time it's like when it feels scary that's when you do it
2: yeah like when it feels scary to jump that's, that's exactly, exactly when you, when you jump um,
0: <laughs> Jump and then learn how to fly yeah I think yeah. it's I, I I
2: always used to think that okay this is the way that life's going to go I need to but have this job and do this by this age and I think it's just yeah like Emily say it doesn't always go that way it's fine it's going to happen for a reason so and also, it's going to be really fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Even when it go well, sometimes when it goes wrong, that's the most fun bits. Brilliant, great answer. So my final question, I always like to end on this question, is um, what are your top tips for people who are building their brand right now? So what are the non-negotiables that you can give the audience as some real like, actionable tips that they can do themselves?
1: Um, probably to use Story Studio <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. big mistake not yeah, and outsource everything that you are not good at because yeah. otherwise it will just be terrible
0: but in terms <laughs> of in terms of the branding that they need like what what do they need obviously they need like a logo but and the, and the the story storytelling element of their content you know that's that's I guess really important isn't
1: it yeah I mean I would say if Just to quickly touch back on when I worked at Tonic, I worked on a lot of startup brands and we did some really beautiful solutions for a lot of people. And unfortunately, most of the businesses kind of failed because it was just so heavily weighted on the branding and there wasn't like an aftercare element Mm. in like, like social media and having an ongoing marketing strategy. I wouldn't wait too much in the branding and the website without thinking about how you're going to be able to maintain a content strategy and consistently keep it up because otherwise it'll just end up being dormant. Mm -hmm. And uh, even with websites now you should treat them more like a magazine cover. Like it's like, they should be updated frequently. When you go on like successful e-commerce businesses, like it's like, there's a different campaign there all the time. And if you're wanting to like mark yourself through Instagram, you're going to need consistently like different content. It's going to need to improve. It's going to need to be seasonal. It can't just be repetitive. Mm. It's. I think you don't rush something that you want to last forever. You can't focus on short-term goals. You need to figure out where you want to be and then come up with a plan to get there. And I think if you have expert help I do think it saves you a lot of time which you could be doing what you are an expert at
0: yeah I totally agree
1: if your product's amazing and you should be spending your time developing that and understanding that and then you just need somebody to help translate what you know about yourself to the outside world and I think it's very difficult like I was saying before to do that because I think it's often very different very difficult to view yourself how a consumer would see you. Mm. Like, yes.
2: Well, I think as well in terms of like the clients that we've worked with, it's so important to find and work with an agency who understand you and what it is that you want to achieve because there's been so many people who have come to us yeah. and they've previously had they've worked with another agency. Um I'm not that doesn't mean to say that all other agencies are not good because no. they are. It's making sure that you pick the one that's the right fit. Because there's been clients that have come to us and had so many problems, and it's just it's cost them so much more money and affected their business. Mm. It's just so, yeah. I would say just make sure that it is the right fit.
0: Yeah, we have we have the same thing. It's like, and we might not be the right fit. You know, we pass up a lot of clients where we're not the right fit for them. They're either too too early for us, or you know, uh, yeah, you you're absolutely right. It has to be the right fit, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that's a, another really important thing is, like, trust your instinct. And just one other thing that I think is quite important with, like, your branding and your company, like, if it is always moving and you're always making decisions, then it's very easy to adapt to strategy. Mm. I think you, like, think loads about, like, how are we are going to do? It's got to be perfect. Like, sometimes if you just do a lot of stuff, you figure out what works, you figure out what doesn't work because it's a very, like it's alive it's like rolling so it's like I make 10 decisions very quickly and I'm an extremely decisive person I'm just like yeah we're going to do that yeah we're going to do that yeah we're going to do that three things out of those 10 things they might actually not work but the fact that I've made 10 decisions that quickly then we know how to work on
2: from that we've also made decisions not always based on so we just do something we might not be benefiting from that Financially, but it's like, okay, we know that's the right thing to do. It's going to be a lot to work on. Like, it's not always going down one route just because you feel like you have to. I guess that's the good instinct.
0: And, yeah, that, and that's, sorry, go on, Emily. No, I was just going to say, and the,
1: having a good team, I think, is like the most important thing. Yeah, like, we wouldn't be anywhere without our team. And finding those people who, like, all have the skills that like complement each other and it's like together you do something amazing
0: yeah
1: I believe that that like if it was just me like it would just not work like I'm not a structured person like I'm so unorganized but Melissa's a really organized person but I think what I used to think about myself I'd be like I'm so disorganized I could never run a business everything will go wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like identifying what you're not good at and it's actually like yeah I'm actually really good at running a business as long as somebody else has got my back on that side yeah I mean so it's like knowing what you're what you are good at and all the things that you aren't, not punishing yourself over them just accepting okay not good at it not going to get involved
0: yeah I totally agree I totally agree I think that's very profound advice I'm a big believer in in um you know playing to your strengths and building your team building a team with people that are better than you at the stuff that you're you're not good at so important yeah. thank yeah. you girls that has been wonderful it's been lovely to catch up with you both and hear a bit more about what you're doing I th- honestly think it's so inspirational the way that you you know, just, I mean, live your lives through Instagram, don't you? I, I'm sure you never get a day. Whenever I look at your Instagram, I think, don't you just want a day where you don't have to do your hair and makeup? <laughs> I think we love doing a hair and makeup. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you both so much for your time. You are now free to go and drink tequila. But before you do, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? What's the best place for them to to find you?
1: Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we've not updated our website for like over a year, but we the are launch. going to be
0: doing that
2: in a month. Yeah, it's the first of September. So at underscore story studio. That right. is why that's why That's account
0: I'm Yes. And what? What are yours? Do you want to tell them yours as well if they want to follow you both? Oh are my you checking God. what yours is? <laughs> Did you <know> that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know your Instagram handle?
1: I really dislike actually. I find it really hard to remember how to spell my name. Is I got you. I actually spelt my name wrong on a passport application. But it's Emily, like everyone knows how to spell Emily, don't they? Rachel A E L. That's what got me. I thought it was E A L. (laughs) It's Emily Rachel with an A E L. I'll put it in the
0: show notes. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Don't worry too much. What about you, Mel?
2: (laughs) Um, It's Melissa L. Harris
0: fab I will link to it in the show notes thank you both thank you this has definitely been the most chaotic podcast but I think yeah. one with I'm the sorry. most laughs in it so, my life, so. <laughs> exactly it's true and real to to how you live your lives thank you both so much go and drink tequila and coffee and do whatever fabulous stuff you are doing today and yeah thank you for your time Thank you so much for having us. It's been great. See you later. Okay, so that's definitely the most chaotic podcast that I have done. But what an absolute couple of gems they are. I just love them. I love that they're doing something different. I love following their journey. I love hearing their story. I love just the joy that they bring across in their photos and and their lives, you know. They're just such a great partnership. So they dropped some absolute gems there in terms of what we need to be looking at when we're focusing on our branding. It's no longer good enough, as we know, just to have a logo, you know. We really need to be thinking about the content that we're putting out there and the stories that we're telling and that consistency of having plan. I think a lot of us leave our content so much to chance, we're like, oh, what am I gonna put out today? And you know, really be comfortable with sharing that story. It doesn't mean that we have to share everything. We don't have to share every aspect of our life, but you know, batching content and make just making sure that we're planning stuff out. So maybe using apps like Plannerly or later where you can look at how it's gonna appear on your grid and you know, really, I I always I always struggle to balance out being completely anal with just making it look good. Like I don't want to be a slave to Instagram at all, but I do want to think that we have some kind of plan, particularly for when it comes to like our clients or our, our business accounts. Um, so I think they drop, dropped some really, really valuable lessons there. It was great to hear the story of how the business came about and how they managed that work-life balance. You know, we all think that we have to follow this set structure and you know to be in business we have to have an office or we have to be here or we have to be there our life has to follow this plan so it was really joyful to hear how they're just embracing their individuality and building this amazing agency along the way so please do go and follow them I'm going to link to them in the show notes I really hope you enjoyed today's episode I loved speaking to the girls and I hope you'll join me soon